Welcome to The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. Brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Ready for the power play? You're listening to The Hockey Show on ESPN Chicago. There's just no way you can put it into words what this is. We're a part of the best organization in sports in the world. And we play for the best fans in the world. You guys are stuck with us every step of the way. It just shows you how special this city is. You see where hands are ahead to take from the shark line down the punch and score! First goal is first shot of the National Hockey League! Career game, 9-9-9, here he comes, oh, stolen by Taves, short-headed breakaway, in OT for the win, he shoots, he scores! Hawks win, Hawks win, the Hawks win the Next chapter, the Chicago Blackhawks. grew up dreaming of winning the Stanley Cup, but to do it on home ice and in front of you guys, in front of our fans, and to share this with you guys, the best fans in the world, it doesn't get any better than this. The end of an era. Jonathan Taves plays his final game for the Blackhawks on Thursday night. Good morning, everybody, and welcome in to the season finale of the Hockey Show with Barstool Chief. I am Pat Boyle. We are sponsored by the Chicago Wolves. So, Chief, the Hawks' season comes to an end on Thursday night and the end of the Stanley Cup era as we know it here in Chicago. Those the golden three era. The golden era. I mean, it, and it was... It was, you know, I remember when they drafted Taves and, you know, he had already played a year at North Dakota and you're like, this guy looks like he's going to be incredible. And then they get Kane right behind it. And you like hoped that things would turn around here because it had been pretty bleak and they delivered beyond anyone's wildest imagination. Those teams were so fun. They were perfect. They were entertaining. They were tough. They, they were, you know, they were young and fun. And they, it was as a fan, it, it, it was it was better than anything, and it makes sense as why they inspired an entire generation. There's so much more like youth hockey participation here than ever before because those guys and that those teams were so fun and they were perfect. They were perfect to revitalize uh, a, a dead franchise, and it was it was great. It was, it was a at the center of it. Fantastic career and run for Jonathan Taves. It started on Thursday morning with the announcement by Kyle Davidson that uh, he would not be resigning Taves this summer. Taves was told about it a week ago in in Seattle. How did you what did you think about the way 
Kyle and the Hawks handled that part of this yeah, process. Yeah, I'm glad he got a send-off because, um, you know, I was in the building when, when Sharpie got it. and uh, Which was a pretty, you know, the only other three-time cup winner to get a send-off like right. that was Sharpie. Yeah, because we didn't James. know about, like, we had an inkling about Kane, uh, that Vegas game and the, and the Toronto one before it. But, like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the same at all. Uh, but yeah, it was very similar to the Sharpie one, and, and it. So I'm glad he got that. It's just one of those things where it's like I, I do think that the timing of it is a little. I don't know. It feels like something if you're Kyle Davidson or or the Brass, and you know that when the contracts end, maybe you you tell them like, hey, this is the last year, and in exit interviews and at the end of 22. You bring that up and, and see how they feel, and if they want to play out their contract, then so be it, because they had those no-movement clauses. But you know that was the thing that spurred Kane to move, uh, to agree to the trades, because there wasn't going to be an offer coming. So uh, one of those things where it's like if you're fully committed to the rebuild, and, and it just feels like there maybe there should have been more open lines of communication about the plans with, uh, with those two guys all along. Uh, but other than that, um, I, I think it was handled well, and he got the, the send-off. That he deserved. He kept saying, like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. Hey, man. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And You earned every bit of that. Yeah. So, and more. Like, I I hope, you know, like, he gets a Hosa-type celebration and number in the rafters and statue. Like, those three, you know, the... They had seven great ones, obviously, that that won won the three cups. But Taves, Kane, and Keith are... They're Hall of Famers, and they should be immortalized there forever. Here's the captain on what it was like for him to be told by the Hawks that they were not going to offer him a contract. Yeah, I think in my heart, before I had the conversation with Kyle, I, I knew that uh, for myself personally, whatever happens this summer, it's time. And, you know, when Kyle called me in the, in the room and we're on the road last week um, and came out with it right away, I caught me by surprise because I, I didn't know what he wanted to talk about but uh once I kind of took a deep breath and let it sink in you know I realized it's it's just what it is and uh there's absolutely no hard feelings I have nothing but but love and, and gratitude for the Blackhawks and Rocky Warts and the Blackhawks family everything everyone over the years has been a part of that um you can't you, like I said you can't ask for more than that and um you know, at the end of the day it's a business. It's a business where you want to win games and you want to go out there and, and entertain the fans and chase Stanley Cups. And I think it's exciting for me to, at the same time, not know what's really around the corner for me personally. But at the same time, like I said, it's a it's a new start for the Blackhawks. And um, kind of as I mentioned a second ago, I think for me that night tonight kind of closes the chapter for not only myself but guys like Kaner who weren't able to be here to enjoy that and, and feel that that uh, appreciation, that love from the fans and you know, going down the list uh, Dunk, Siebs, Sharpie, Crow Sauter, Host, Hammer um, I can mention so many names guys that were unsung heroes in a lot of ways that uh, were part of those, those special groups that uh, that won championships and, and hope they all can feel that appreciation as well so I think like I said it's it's that end of those times and new 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 beginnings coming around the corner so it's, it'll be exciting to see it's been a rough few years for jonathan health wise you know you go back to uh covid he's dealing with the long covid the chronic immune response syndrome i don't know if there's necessarily a roadmap mm-hmm. for his recovery which 
makes it even more difficult to figure out the timeline and whether or not he will continue his hockey career. But to me, he seemed like a guy who was at peace the other night. Yeah. He looked like a burden was taken off his shoulder. I, I think, honestly, the, the Hawks making this decision and making it public when they did uh, was good for him because it, it took part of the decision away from him. Yeah. And, and and I think he was relieved. Yeah, and, and like I said, I, I'm glad he, and we talked about this weeks ago where when he wasn't back yet. It's like, man, I really hope he can come back to get exactly what he got. Right. Like that was to me, like he got the goal. It, it was essentially a, a perfect send off. And it's like kind of, you know, appropriate that it was the Flyers too. You know, it beat sure. them for the first Stanley Cup in a way, you know, like, so you just, the memories just were, were flooding back. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I, you hope he's healthy, but you also wonder like, how, you know, is, is this thing a, a big deal if, uh, and I don't know if you're a professional athlete or can he live a normal life? Because I, I feel like he is, he's got an interesting brain. I don't know what's next for him, but I'm very curious. I got a feeling it won't be in hockey uh, necessarily because I feel like he has a wide range of interests, but I'm very curious to see. I would love to have him on, on a podcast and just talk about aliens or whatever. <laughs> and uh, because he, he strikes me as like a very curious and interesting uh, person. So I hope he, he figure, figures out something else that he can be extremely passionate about uh, post-hockey, whatever, whenever that is. I thought it was very telling in that soundbite where he said, you know, whatever was going to come about this summer, I knew it was time. Yeah. Whether it was time to retire, mm-hmm. time to just leave the organization, he had made that decision yeah. and felt the time was right mm-hmm. for that. And and honestly, I think it is the right time. It, it, it feels appropriate and uh it it's one of those things where it's like you can have two thoughts at the same time where you can be really sad like i am i am sad that it's over but i also know that it's time especially for him i don't i don't feel that way uh the same way about 88 as we have documented on this show uh but and they're two different totally different conversations yeah patrick kane's future with the blackhawks and jonathan tave's future they are two separate right. discussions in my right. book. I, I agree. And, and like there's the health thing and there's just how effective the, uh, one player is versus the other one and how their games might age. Because uh, the things that, you know, you would think that Kane would have some power play value indefinitely almost, you know, at least uh, on some level. So, yeah, but it, it is, it is, it is sad. And it's, you know, that, that moment where Sharpie uh, was talking to him in between periods and Sharpie's like, I don't have any more questions. I just want to tell you that uh, I was an aunt, and he was getting choked up. Yeah, and it was like, oh my goodness, like this is I know. this is so it's so sad. But it's like I, it, it, but in a way, it's like all right, like now we, it's over. It's really over now. And uh, you, you you had made fun of me about the uh, the long prolonged breakups in the past, and and now <laughs> if, make, you, you make fun of yourself. Yeah, well, whatever. I can't remember where that joke came from, but that is that now it feels like all right, like. Uh, we're starting anew with with new people and a new face and and uh and hopefully hopefully it goes well but it, it's they those guys whoever comes next like they are standing on like that old cliche the shoulders of giants because this market was so dead nobody was going and now they have like a built-in fan base that did not exist prior to 2008 all right so coming up the decision to part ways with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. We're going to hear from Kyle Davidson on why the organization and he specifically uh, went 
in that direction. And we'll get your thoughts on whether you agree with the process that he took there. And uh, we'll also talk about the upcoming Stanley Cup playoffs and where the Blackhawks sit with the third best odds to land Connor Bedard. It's all coming up on the season finale of the Hockey Show. We're sponsored by the Chicago Wolves. It's Hockey Night in Chicago. One last time this regular season tonight. The Wolves taking on the Grand Rapids Griffins. It's first responders night. It's pregame touch a truck for the kids. And in the first intermission, Team Carmen against Team Yurko, a grudge match hockey exhibition. So check it out. Hockey night in Chicago one last time tonight. Chicago Wolves taking on the Grand Rapids Griffins. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. The, ho- the, ho- the Hockey Show. Pat Boyle hosts Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. The Hockey Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Counted the Hawks out. He would step up in a big moment. Kaner as well, but those numbers are pretty special. Athanasiu redirected by Taves. Score for the captain. Jonathan Taves' final goal as a Chicago Blackhawk Thursday night against the hated Philadelphia Flyers. That was from NBC Sports Chicago. Back on the season finale, the most dramatic season finale ever of the hockey show with Barstool Chief. Something like Chris Harrison. Uh, coming up. <laughs> yeah. The Rose ceremony. Yeah. Um, so Kyle Davidson made the, I think, the tough decision to part ways with both Kane no roses for and them. Taves. No, no roses yeah. for them in the, in the final ceremony. And, uh, and here is Kyle on why he decided... Uh, that it was best for this organization to find leadership elsewhere. Yeah, I don't know if it's it's necessarily putting the past behind us. It's more so um, clearing the deck to some extent to allow the organic growth for young players into leadership roles and um, offer this new era of Blackhawks player the same opportunity that Taves, Kane, Keith, Seabrook, they were all offered when they came into the league. They're, you know, uh, when, when there's a, a player like Jonathan or Patrick in your locker room, you defer to them. You just let let them handle the leadership and and there's not a lot of development opportunity there. And so there's now we believe that it's it was something that's beneficial for this next group to allow leaders to emerge and, you know, form that relationship with Luke, form that relationship with myself in the locker room, be the voice, uh, rather than deferring to someone that's that's been here for so long and and it gives them an opportunity to step up and 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 be the new leadership group of the of the franchise so kyle wants leadership for this young team to grow organically and uh not always defer to taves or kane do you do you have an issue with kyle's approach yeah i I think i think that's baloney and if you look like historically uh Zetterberg and Dasu came in with Iserman and all those veterans with the wings. They didn't have a problem becoming leaders with Nicklage from there. Crosby came into a locker room that had Mario Lemieux. I mean, this has been a thing that's happened time and time again. Uh, and yes, Taves and Kane came into basically a, a locker room that was barren outside of. They brought in like John Madden's type guys right. and Martin Lapointe was there. But 
they didn't have anything before that. They didn't have the option of learning from uh, an all-time great the way that you know a, a Datsuk and a Zetterberg got to learn from Eiserman and Lidstrom. So, uh, like, th- I do think that Kane. I, I just don't buy that, and I, I don't think that it's necessarily beneficial or, or is a detriment to the, to the development and the leadership. And, and it's same thing. Like you're gonna either you're a leader or you're not, and you're or and you're a big time player or you're not, and you're gonna that's gonna. I don't think having Patrick Kane there is gonna help is gonna prevent somebody who would have otherwise been a leader uh, become one. And if you look at those teams that were great. You know, Seabrook never wore a letter. Like he, but he was he was the captain. Like you know, you don't need to have uh, a, a. Yeah, place. he was the only recruits of, of the Blackhawks. Yeah, and, he and, was the the unofficial official leader. Right, and you don't need a you don't need to be, um, you know, and Debrinket became a leader, and 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 you you see like guys who are that are cut from that cloth, they will emerge that way, and and. Uh, so I don't, I don't really believe that, and and I really like Davidson. I think Hockey Ops is doing a a great job overall so far. I sometimes wish he would say less. I wish that he would have like a Belichick, where he just says you know kind of grumbles in the microphone and don't say anything specific because then wait a minute, you just told me a couple minutes ago mm-hmm. that if in his heart of hearts he thought he was gonna not resign Kane and Taves. That you wanted him to tell you that a year ago. I wanted him to tell 1988 that a year ago. Okay, not tell us. He he shouldn't tell me anything. Anything. He should not tell me anything. Okay, (laughs) those are words to live by, Chief. Don't tell Chief. Don't tell me. He's doing a great job of that so far, by the way. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I I, I think that that is hockey ops is doing a great job identifying players. They've done a nice job drafting, and you're doing an exceptional job of not not talking talking to me. Yeah. I'll call, I'll call Steinmiller again, and uh, but yeah, it's it's. I, I do think that he should, in general, just say less because it 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 doesn't. Then you're not trapping yourself in like in in things that you said offhand. You just be like, hey, like this is this is for the development, or you just like keep it as short and sweet as. But we're on to Cincinnati, you know, and just <laughs> just say all those types of things, and then just go about your business. And and Joel Quenville was great at that too. Where like, he was fine. He was, you know, he was. You're Mister Emotions. You, I know, I, but I'm I, not I, in I, that job. You are like, you're, you're like. This is you've two got different me th- twisted up here. Well, it's like one <sighs> minute you want people to speak from the heart. Next thing you right. want them to be Belichick. No, I, I want the leadership. I, thing. I want the winning like Belichick. Yeah. I don't necessarily want that in the, from from the podium because after all, I I have to talk about what they do. Yeah. On post games and pre games, well, I'd how, like them to give me something. This is how selfless I am. Oh, thank I you. Think, I think that the pat, it would be great for my job if they would say all these things. Okay, I want the team to win. I want the Amen. team to win and be successful and 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 not get themselves in trouble or or have to pull back on their words or whatever. And I, so while for me personally on a professional level, it is, I think it's better if he says things like this and he gives us quotes to go off of and talk about. Uh, but as a fan who just wants to see them be successful and do well, I would just, just do the, oh, we're on to Cincinnati. He was fine tonight. And then just do that kind of stuff. And I think that that's, that's better. And he's under no obligation to say anything. So there's a, there's a balance between treating every decision in the organization like it's the nuclear codes and, you know, getting yourself where you can box yourself in with your own words, and because I think he's, I think he, I think he's got a really good hockey mind. I think Norm, 
everything you hear about Norm is that he's he's the right guy to have as a, as a number two. Same thing with Brian Campbell. They've got an eclectic Hunter. group in like, the, yeah, and I, I think that's great. I do too, and it's collaborative. I I agree because, and that's the other thing they always say. And, and, and the one thing I told you at the beginning, the first thing when I got some intel on Kyle, uh, the person said he knows what he knows and what he doesn't. He's not afraid to ask, and right. I love that's leaders that trait. are able to do that. It's a great trait. Uh, so a tip of the cap to Jonathan Taves. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked at peace the other night. I feel like. You know, he was conflicted with the de- the decision that was upon him. Yep. I do think his, his NHL career is, is is probably over. I think that decision will come sometime this summer. Yeah. I give it about a 10% chance that he will continue. But where do you stand on it? Yeah, and it, it, you have to look at it from the other the other 31 teams, too, where it's, you know, you everybody knows about his health issues. So if you're building a team out and you can't necessarily trust a guy because of uh, some health concerns, like there might just not be a market for him, unfortunately. Too, I think that that that's that's going to be a factor, and and then if he is going to want to play, then it's like he, he I can't imagine he'd want to go to Arizona or someplace like that. He's probably going to want to go play for a team that wants to be competitive, and it, it's hard to break into teams like He's got that. A place in Arizona, he may may yeah, not, he may want to play there. <laughs> I, I went to a game there. He doesn't want to play there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he you don't want to play there, Johnny. So the <laughs> Hawks have the third. Uh, best odds to yeah. land Connor Bedard. So 11.5% chance for the number one overall pick. They gave an 11.5% chance to select Adam Fantilli. Mm-hmm. A 7.4% chance to get the third overall pick. And then a 41% chance for the fourth and a 29% chance for the fifth. So basically a 70% chance that they get the fourth or fifth pick don't, overall. Don't love that. Don't like that. Don't at love all. that. And you know, then it, like the Mitchkoff scenario becomes a nightmare too because what if he is the best player, but you don't know exactly when you're going to get him. His contract's up in 26, but he could always just sign another contract in the KHL and just stays there forever. Yeah. So I, then like the the linchpin of your rebuild just never comes. That's that's tough. So whether it's Will Smith or or Lucas Carlson or Lucas Carlson Carlson whatever I'm having a bad brain Leo. Leo Carls, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I think her... Uh, you just want the Will Smith memes. Uh, I, I'm dreading the Will Smith <laughs> memes. Like, Will, it's going to be the Will Smith in the empty room, but it's just Will Smith, like, the player. It's, it's going to be terrible. Uh, so, anybody but him, please. Hey, it was a lot of fun doing the show with you this year. I love year. doing the show, Pat. And uh, I hope we can get it uh, an opportunity to do it again next year. I hope there's more winning and uh, better talent. I would settle for just better talent. I don't okay. even necessarily want more winning next year, but just give me some, give me a little bit of hope for the future. Look for some hockey show podcasts coming your way this summer. That's going to do it for the hockey show, the season finale for Barstool Chief. I'm Pat Boyle. Up next, it's White Sox Weekly with Jeff Miller.